0: why? Alright, welcome back to the Nick State of Mind podcast I'm your host Chip Murphy It's Tuesday night And unfortunately I don't have Matt or Danny with me but I do have some very special guests tonight, friends of the podcast. You know them very well. Uh, Chris Percyinen of Nick's Film School and Alex Tritaros of Nick's Fan TV. Guys, thanks for joining me tonight.
1: What up? What up? What's good, Chip? How you doing? What's going on, Chris? Thanks for having me on, man. And doing doing well, doing well. Summering just pretty much sums up Summer. what I've been up to. <laughs> I'm hooping outside. I'm hanging out with friends. I'm eating good. I'm summering, man. How legit is that jumper, Chris? I have
0: to stop. Like, yeah, I, I got I, I to know. I was I was gonna bring up the videos. We've all seen the legit. videos. Yeah,
1: legit? legit. All right.
0: Nothing okay. altered in the videos.
1: I will say I will share the statistic that the last season. I played organized basketball. I did not record a single free throw attempted. And every single one of my FGAs was a three PA. So no layups attempted, no mid-range attempted. I was like just the shooter white guy, um, resident white shooter on the team. And that that's what I did, man. That was, that was it. You suck at everything else. You got this though. You got it.
2: (laughs) Our own Steve Novak over here.
1: I like it. (laughs) I started and I wasn't allowed to dribble. (laughs) If I was dribbling, it was for a one dribble pull up three. I'm not kidding. They wouldn't let me do anything but shoot threes.
0: (laughs) I feel like like a lot of content creators were white shooters who weren't allowed to dribble when they played basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Sheesh.
2: (laughs) For me, Listen. it was like it either went back and forth. Like the best was probably the best was like a four and four week I, uh, I did at Equinox. My buddy from uh, law school, we we're both from the same area, went back. And I got me and my buddy Greg, and we were the two ringers. And we we ran up the score 100 to 66. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> that, oh, that, I was, man. I, I, I was the point guard, so that was a lot of fun. I was getting on my Kyrie uh, Irving swag. That, that was the best. Damn. Hey. But the the worst was uh, someone got me to play power forward. And I'm only like 5'11". So I was like, yo, we need you a power forward. I was like, oh, what now?
1: Nah, Julius Randle, point forward.
2: <laughs> nah. Power Alex forward. Alex
1: is out here. How big nine, was the guy? Yeah, How big was
2: the guy who had to guard? The guys that I had to guard? Oh, it was ridiculous. It was like... Yeah. Uh, was it, it was like class like b so like you actually have like some decent d3 college hoopers who actually played power forward and i'm just like, like <laughs> <laughs> S-
1: S- S- they have like I technique and shit <laughs> yeah exactly you're like struggling yeah. you're like getting the chair pulled on you and actually falling you're like ah shit they got me again <laughs> no, trying to had, like,
2: pick a,
0: yourself up
2: essentially that and it was like a, another good like 40 pounds on me and i'm like and like good like five inches on me. I'm like, this is ridiculous. What am I what I was like, how did you even gauge this team? How did you even think when you get like to me, it's like, yeah, I need you to probably to play powerful. I'm like, and you had to see the team, now Like it was like legit, like I was probably the third tallest the third tallest dude on the team, which says a lot. <laughs> the next tallest guy was like six two, six
0: three, and then
2: six one in between. It was looking pretty.
0: Yeah. Um, so the big news today, we're going to move into for the Knicks, which was not surprising, polarizing on Knicks Twitter, a player by the name of Colin Sexton, who has been linked to the Knicks before, but today there was finally a, a concrete report from Shams, which said, uh, the Knicks are the most aggressive trade suitor for Colin Sexton. Uh, Sexton is eligible for his rookie extension this offseason. With one year left on his deal, it allows Cleveland to be patient in co- constructing the roster. So Chris, I'm going to start with you. What is your initial opinion on the Sexton rumor, him as a player, and him as a fit in New York?
1: Yeah, man. So I'm going to start off with this I do not see him as being a similar player or caliber of player to Devin Booker. But I tweeted this out this take that I'm seeing a lot of similarities in how people are specifically evaluating certain aspects of Sexton's game to how similar aspects were evaluated of Booker's game on the pre-bubble Suns. Um defense being one of them. So give a little context here. Like you're the best guy on a crap team. You're, you're putting every bucket up, every shot up trying to win. You're, 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 you have nothing to play defense for if you're losing and doing everything on offense, like Booker. One of the things like the Booker Mitchell debate, I'd always get into people before the bubble. It was like, Booker can't play defense at all. I'm like, he has no reason to play defense. He's, he's literally putting up 70 points and losses. He has no reason after trying his ass off on offense to go and be like their lead defense, it's just not happening. Like they stink. It's not happening. Um, Sexton, Sexton's the type of guy to me, like there are stories, you know, you hear about RJ Barrett being just like a winner, a guy who wants to go win a game, will do anything to try and win a game. Um Sexton like literally played three on five like he's that type of guy (laughs) at at Alabama like they actually competed in a three on five game. (laughs) Um, that's that's Colin Sexton for you. Colin Sexton is putting up forty two points and twenty straight on the Brooklyn Nets to win in the regular season over Kyrie Durant and I, I believe they had Harden at the time. Um, it's just some impressive shit that that kid can do and. Like it was Jason Maples who said yesterday on Twitter that the worst thing Twitter ever did was convince people that 20, I think he said 23 to 25 points per game scores grow on trees. And I'm usually not one for the real Hooper discourse, but man, do I have to agree because guys like Chris Middleton, get shat on. And then all of a sudden are on a, you know, finals level team and Oh yeah, he's a top 15 player. Like literally last season, people were trying to say Middleton was a top 15, 20 player in the league. And everyone was like, no, Westbrook's better. This and this and this, you know, it's like these guys, these guys that can score and that's what they're really good at. Um, are almost becoming undervalued at this point. I love Sexton's mindset. Uh, he's absolutely like, archetype wise and not on court, like the type of player you want to hand to Johnny Bryant and Tom Thibodeau and Kenny Payne into that weight room, into that locker room, onto that practice court. Um, And I think my final point here is going to be that his specific issues, like the specific issues that I have with Sexton um, to name a couple, because he is certainly a flawed basketball player. Um, passing. Willingness to pass. Um, Defense, of course, is, is an issue to have with him, you know, watching him. I think these are all things that can either be, and not all, like every single flaw, but to the extent where they're not such glaring flaws, they're the type of things to me that we can either on the court create a context for him to help hide them, we can – off the court, our coaching staff can help coach a willingness to pass into him, the unwillingness to pass out of him. Uh, he has the right mindset for it, and he'd be coming to the best team he's ever been on in his life with an opportunity to contend in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I, I can't see why he would come here and refuse to pass to Randall and RJ and suck on purpose. Like, he, this this kid's got to have to really want to win at this point. And sometimes we see, like with Booker, even though they're not the same player, another disclaimer of the same thing, because I'm not trying to compare Sexton and Booker's games, that sometimes it just takes the right context and not a totally perfectly right, but just anywhere close to positive basketball context for these guys to shine. Sexton, I think last year, played with F lineup spacing and still had A- minus playmaking on, uh, you know, it's a cranges mcbasketball's site that that does the grades like that um he the kid can play and i think he can fit into a role here that our coaching staff can really help him grow into and just man final note the kid can fucking put the ball in the basket
0: yeah you're betting big on a coaching staff that's proven they can get it done already in such it's a it's
1: time. brian who's worked with lillard yeah. and uh, Alec Burks and Donovan Mitchell and Derek favors and all these guys, like he's helped their offensive games expand. He knows what it takes for guards in the NBA to succeed. He's helped quickly and bear it already find ways to score. It, it's like, this is, this is the type of guy you look out for on a buy low opportunity. That's exactly what this seems to be. So I'm in. Exactly.
0: I agree completely at end. Alex, what do you think of him? Because like chris said twenty four points per game is twenty four points per game
1: fifty seven percent true shooting too. yeah fifty seven on some bullshit shooting. efficiency. He's not just chucking. This is like Levine scoring and efficiency
0: yeah again another another guy that is always in trade rumors too, which is ironic, but similar similar scoring and uh again, the nicks have been the Knicks were terrible offensively. It seems like a, a great fit. Uh, so Alex, what do you think of him?
2: I like Colin Sexton actually, uh, before I really got back into Twitter, the year that it was Kevin Knox getting drafted, I was actually hoping the Knicks were going to get Colin Sexton, that he would fall to him. Uh, and it was just, there's something about him like in Alabama, like he was just a tenacious player that I liked about him, but I do like his game. I do like that. He can score. We need someone in, in the backcourt that can actually put pressure on defenses, just scoring-wise, at all three phases, you know, he's got the mid-range, he's got the he's got the three-pointer, he can attack the cup very well. So we need someone who can who's also quick and can get downhill pretty quickly. I like everything about his game, and I think you know Chris touched on it really. Where you know I think everyone's more concerned about the flaws, where he's not necessarily like the best passer, although he was averaging 4.4 assists on a terrible team uh, this season, right? is his defense going to be there? Chris pointed to that too. Why should he be playing defense on a terrible team that you can't have him doing everything? All right, go out there, score, play the play defense. And let's go get this team to be like on track to, to win. And it's a young team. Like they're trying to figure everything out. They were, you know, they had Andre Drummond, who they wanted to get rid of. They got Jarrett Allen. You had, you know, you have Darius Garland who they're trying to figure out. They're trying to figure out a lot of things going on at once under the the watch of jb bickerstaff and uh, correct me if i'm wrong like this was his first time being the head coach this season right because they fired yeah. uh,
0: the guy from michigan last season yeah he's so, been the interim coach a bunch of times
2: i think so you so. he, he got all this just like in cleveland it's a mess they're trying to get everything solved so for him being in a shit show of an organization and he's still putting up numbers at an efficient rate i like it and i think the thing is that I, I that's a true trade package where it's kevin knox obi toppin and a 20 and this year's 21st uh pick like i don't know how you say no to that as, as a Nick yeah. It, yeah if we saw as if we saw in the playoffs like we couldn't rely on randall and rj we don't know what rj's third year is going to be yet to be if he could be that dynamic scorer that we need um you know as drew hanlon said he's going to be working off the ball not off the ball but um what was it? Um, off the dribble shooting. Off the dribble. Thank you. Off the dribble shooting.
1: Thank you, Chris. Um, it's harder to add movement shooting when you're a non natural shooter. So off the dribble is a really great next natural step for him.
2: For sure. Yeah, so we don't know what RJ is going to to be next season, but to get someone who can do all of those things to just help this team move forward and to, you know, if you face the Hawks again, all right, Trey Young, here you go. Colin Sexton, let's see what you do this time. It's not Reggie Bullock
0: yeah, exactly. who's, who's going to exactly. be
2: ineffective. So, you know, adding a good player to a team that is trying to grow, I think the other problems, talk about passing, playing defense, if we're going to put so much stock and if Nick's fan, if Nick fans are going to put so much stock into the coaching staff, then why can't you put so much into the coaching staff when we're trying to get a good player and put him on a team? And he doesn't seem content. You know, we've heard about uh, slight locker room issues where Sexton has been a little dissatisfied. So why not put him in a good situation for him to grow where he can still be efficient. So I'm, I'm all on board uh, Colin Sexton coming to the Knicks.
0: I mean, we've heard nothing but locker room issues out of Cleveland for years now. Whether it's Kevin Love, whether it's Kevin Porter Jr, there's just been tons of locker room issues, so I mean, if he's having issues there, I wouldn't put too much of that on him, hopefully, yeah, I mean, maybe he's having problems there, but who really know I remember I think I know what you're talking about. there was reports of guys being unhappy because he was taking too many shots, I think yep, but mm-hmm. I don't know he's like he's making a lot of those he shot forty seven uh and a half percent this year. It's not like he's missing any of his shots he's- he's the best player on a team yeah so what's he supposed to do not shoot the most shots yeah i i don't get the argument for not trading for him because you this price
1: see. point yeah
0: I... yeah because the the main argument i guess that people are making is i want to see how Obi turns out <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what that's what i was seeing that's what i was okay seeing man and, you do that. And go, I'm like,
1: go buy League Pass and keep an eye on Cleveland. Hey, you do I that. I saw
0: multiple people say this. I want to see Obi get a full uh, training camp, Obi get a full offseason, whatever, and I'm like hey, – He'll man. be better. Like he'll be better, but – He if will. He, if he didn't play Julius Randle's position, I'd be all for that. But he plays the position that our all-NBA power forward plays. So and not just easy. four.
1: He plays four, can't guard fives.
0: Exactly. Tibbs is it's never like exactly going to play exactly the five. same. Yeah. Exactly. He there's no he was drafted to replace Julius Randle. It's very easy to move on from him. So I I just think if that trade is available, OB Knox in 21 I mean, it almost just seems too perfect, like, for the Knicks to happen. Like, there's no way the Knicks can luck into a trade that easily, right? Like, I
1: I think they might even be able to potentially uh, squeeze a second out of Cleveland if it's wow. far in the future. Because here's why. Schwinn said um, his deal was OB and 32. And Schwinn puts a lot of thought into this stuff. And I'm thinking, I why so little, idea. why so little, why so little? And I asked him about it and he said, cause I don't think there's a better offer than OBN32 out there. Um, I think we would have to offer more than OBN32. But if that's like, if OBN32 is enough technically, and we just have to put forward as a slightly stronger offer, just moving from 32 to 21, like, in a class like this, get yourself a second back. Brock Ollers trading with his old team. They know he loves them. The second rounders, not the team, obviously. Um, th- throw him a second rounder, and uh, maybe he loves
0: Colin Sexton too, though. He may be a second. Hey,
1: I think Ollers an underrated factor in this because, man, it's just like I'm, I'm trying to think of an analogy real quick. Like, it, it, if you have like a class like a first grade class and they move up to second grade, get a new teacher and they're being like unruly. The first grade teacher like comes to visit, like they'll all just shut up and listen. Like, you know, maybe they liked that teacher or whatever, like they'll respect them. I'm just trying to think like all there has a connection with this entire front office, everyone in it. They might just listen to him. If he says, guys, trust me, this is fair for both of us. Like I'm not joking. Cleveland really might be that stupid. like, remember they're trading Colin Sexton because they don't want to pay him because they're so bad that they couldn't figure out a fair context to evaluate him in. And they've decided that it's not worth keeping him take advantage of that. And if you're going to give up a first round pick, go get yourself a second round pick back, do something, something.
0: They also don't want to pay him and Jared Allen a hundred million Too, they're also that, uh, that's obvious, right?
1: I mean, they're paying Jared Allen. so they Let me don't throw this out here. Let me throw this out here. Do we think Charlotte makes a stupidly large offer for Jared Allen in RFA for LaMelo he, to have a lob guy? He didn't go to Carolina or Duke or Kentucky. So
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think so. But Never mind. That's it for them. Um, I like Kai Jones to that team. I think that that would be a great pick for them. But if they, they can't get him, I, I don't know. Maybe they pay up for Mr. Allen who knows I think, but I think Sexton's a good bet Sexton's a good bet to make with this front office with this coaching staff with the guys on this team with the head coach specifically um, and Sexton CAA that's something you have to factor in was Leon his agent was Leon like his agent I think he was I think oh boy because, hold on uh, Google we're all Googling this <laughs> Uh, no, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I actually don't know. I th- it's not nothing's. Co- I'm gonna go into images, and unless a photo of the two of them comes up together, I doubt it. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> yeah. seeing anything.
2: Yeah, I'm not seeing it either.
1: Yeah, I've All tweeted right. out the video of of Leon sitting right next to Booker as he signs his max deal. Before there's nothing, nothing here for Sexton and Leon. So, nah. I got, no- I got nothing. Well, he's CAA,
0: so he might as well be Leon Rose's client. That's that's the same
1: CAA thing. CAA, power.
0: Yep. it's, it's The advantage. connections are there. That's I mean, you have to consider that. You also have to consider the money. And I think that goes to what Schwinn's saying about why the offers won't be rolling in for Sexton. Because any team that trades for him is going to be like, what kind of contract does this guy expect? Does he want that uh, five-year, what's it, 160 that he – uh, is eligible for one sixty five one sixty eight whatever it is something crazy like but yeah i think uh I think it was the athletic that was writing about how uh Ben Simmons was being uh floated as an offer as like he was talk he was talking to you know, believing not believing a not, single
1: Simmons rumor that comes like, out. Uh, Cause I think Philly's leaking everything. I think no, no. Philly is leaking literally everything. As a, he was talking
0: about it as a hypothetical, like oh, if, oh. if they floated, uh, Sexton to could Philly get Simmons for Sexton. And he's like, no way they can do better than Sexton because of Sexton's contract situation. There's Sexton is not going to be able to get anybody close to Simmons. And I was like, wow, reading that, like, so yeah, and reading that, I was like, wow, maybe they really can get Obi and Nick. They can get him for Obi and Knox because teams just aren't going to be like,
1: well, here's what happened with that
0: much cash.
1: Cleveland screwed up. Um, you always try to get ahead of trends and Cleveland is right on the graph and everyone knows exactly what they're doing. Um, They've lost all leverage. They should have traded him last offseason. They didn't. Now let's talk about actual offers. Precious Achua, and and shit. Um, Kuzma and twenty two. Uh, Would you uh, rather
0: have Kuzma or Obi Toppin?
1: Obi, because Kuzma's making what thirteen, fourteen, fifteen million a year the next yeah, three years.
0: Yeah, that's a that's about Obi or Precious.
1: I think it depends on what team I am. To be honest, Precious has looked good in, in these Nigeria games, but you know, is he a Miami culture merchant? Whatever. Like, I I can't. I'm biased against Precious because I have a friend that played against him and said he sucked. So I, I'm always, <laughs> I'll have uh, I'll have a little that idea always stuck in my head. But um, no, the kid is good, and. I think it's just like Cleveland seems to like Obi, so maybe they'd rather have Obi, but if you're yeah, a gonna draft playoff team, maybe you'd rather have Precious. Uh I just feel like any coaching staff would rather the bet on Toppin's tools.
0: Yeah, I guess I I feel like after what we saw from him this past year, I guess Obi we, was I, just
1: stuck behind Randall all year, man. I, I feel like we were giving that.
0: him, yeah. I feel like we were giving him the front knee LaQuina treatment big time down the stretch, <laughs> though. Like every time he made a, a pass that didn't look like shit, we were just like, "Oh, look what Obi did!" Like it was like it was big time, treating him with kid gloves, like we. did. Yeah, like but
1: him. in the playoffs, he really contributed, and I'll That's give him that. That's true. In the playoffs,
0: so, he in the playoffs, and it's not cool.
1: playoff basketball; is not regular season basketball, and and Obi Toppin – Figured out how to contribute in the playoffs, all while playing a position he should not. Like that's impressive to me, man. I'm not. I'm really not out on Obi. I remember sitting down with a slice of bacon, chicken ranch, and a slice of penne from Pugsley's. Macri, Chip, and Jeff had me on. Did a the four of us did a pod, and Jeff was trying to sell. Chip and I was it on Obi, and Macri was kind of with him too. And Chip and I just weren't having it. Um, I really did turn around on Obi from that point once he was actually on the roster because I think it went so far in the the other direction. It went too far in the underrating direction, and it almost turned me into an Obi fan because I wanted him to prove all these people wrong to the point where I have a jersey now, like... (laughs) I got to yeah. say, though, I'm not going to mind my Obi top in Jersey being out of commission if it means we have Sexton because that Jersey will forever serve as a like reminder of this magical season. So I don't I wouldn't hate it.
0: And then you flip Colin Sexton for Devin Booker.
1: You saw my tweet? (laughs) I saw your tweet. Did you see my tweet? (laughs) I saw your tweet. Listen, man. Chris Chris is ready for the long game. (laughs) Tell me that that salary on that contract, if we develop him into the kind of player that we think this coaching staff can, along with some of our surplus draft capital, and maybe one of the young players we draft in the meantime, would not be a perfect offer for a max guy that a team really thinks is going to leave them for the team offering the stuff. I don't, I don't hate it. And even if it's not him, maybe it's Spida. Maybe it's way down the line. I I, I don't hate Sexton as part of a package for someone. What I know is go Bucks right now. <laughs> go, uh, go Bucks wow. for,
0: for for all of our sakes right now. Go Bucks.
1: How about this? Go sons, so CP leaves and then Booker goes all of next year back to being the number one and doesn't do as much winning gets comfortable in Phoenix, whatever. Sarver doesn't like the blessed winning, oh. gets pissed, fires Monty, pisses off Booker, and he comes home to Papa West.
0: Okay. He's wow, thought that about is, this a lot longer than we this have is this now. is yeah. Chris is really on
1: the long game for this. Chris is just <laughs> <laughs> I have indeed thought about this concerningly long. Uh, but tell me you don't see it. Tell me the Dr. Strange one. It's there. That Devin
0: Booker in New York, of course, it's everybody's looking at that one. Him and Leon are obviously close. He's the one everyone... Yeah, but
1: with Phoenix doing all this winning, everyone's telling me to shut up about it, so I'm, I'm holding yeah, on hope. Though. I mean, as long as
0: Chris Paul is there, it's
1: going to be a pretty tough sell, I think. Well, my Devin hope Booker. is that Sarver does pay up, and that in three years, when, he's, when Booker is going to be a free agent, he just peacefully exits because the franchise has been stuck in mediocrity since their finals run in 2021. Or Chris Paul retires, and that we're is. getting there, think, man. Yeah.
2: Chris Paul's going to retire at some point. It's, yeah, Chris we're, Paul. we getting close to that road. At some point.
0: And uh, speaking of Chris Paul, I do want to talk about something that Alex wrote for Knicks Fan TV. Alex, uh, I think it was top five point guards. Uh, that the Knicks should target in free agency. Alex is doing a uh, positional breakdown of all the free agents that the Knicks should target. And uh, you did your top five, Alex. Do you want to talk about each one or whichever ones you want to talk about? I know who your number one guy is. I think anybody (laughs) who follows you on Twitter knows who your number one guy is, but (laughs) you can talk about whoever you want to talk about.
2: All right. So if for, anyone who has not checked it out, please go out to knicksfantv.com and go check out the piece, first and foremost. But yes, uh, sir. The, top, the top five that uh, I put out there are, do you want me to go from five to one? and just yeah, like Whatever you want to do. Yeah, five to so one. So five five uh, is Reggie Jackson. Four is Kyle Lowry. Three is Mike Connolly. Two, which got some real uh, eyebrow raises, uh, is Campaign. And uh, one is uh one luanzo ball which i know is very 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 You're <laughs> killing me controversial. very controversial uh <laughs> however i will say this which i also had at the end of the piece is that either one either one of these five options i'd be happy with um so if you want to say that i'm like cowering out from actually saying i would gladly go for luanzo won't do luanzo ball but i do like luanzo ball i think what his skill set, what he could offer for the team. Uh, I think it's, it's really nice. I know we can go whimsical about that, but I don't know. Do you want me to start with just anyone? Like, I know Reggie Jackson, you guys have been talking about Reggie Jackson, especially Chris. I remember I – actually, I was in that space with you and Danny B talking about Reggie Jackson, listening to Campaign. Um, yeah. I really, like if, – if you want to know, like, the whole breakdown of, like, why I did it that way, I have a thing just with, like, older – point guards and Reggie Jackson I know can be I'll just start with Reggie Jackson first Reggie Jackson like I like the way that he can score in isolation one of the top efficient isolation scores especially in the playoffs uh not really a good pa- not I wouldn't say not a good passer not really looking to pass first he's more of a shooter first he can be a chuck at times he can't offer some passing I think what happened to Detroit uh just kind of uh, left the sour taste in everyone's mouths just to, due to injury history yeah. and how bad Detroit was, even with him. And uh, we could talk about how bad Detroit was with just Andre Drummond and everybody else out there. But I feel like for him, he's come around especially in the playoffs for the Clippers I wouldn't mind him just because we need that type of scoring and he showed even in the playoffs that he can be clutch and we just need guys who can just be clutch in those big moments so to help Randall out once again what you want from Colin Sexton who does it at a higher level I would ask that from Reggie Jackson if you brought him on a team on a one two-year deal just to be that stopgap option so I, I like hate Reggie the Reggie Jackson. option man I, I don't I don't hate it either I, like he has his flaws but I think it's like a good Interim stopgap starter because D Rose is just not going to play more than 25 minutes because we saw what that looks like. My thing now with Kyle Lowry and Mike Connolly, I just slightly like Connolly more than Kyle Lowry just because it's slightly younger than Lowry. It's just I've seen old point guards, it, I just have the bad taste of Jarrett Jack, uh, Baron Davis, oh. I see Ramon Sessions. Respect Jarrett Hall- Jack.
1: I do with Jared, Jared Jack. That man, Jared Jack will not catch strays on a podcast that <laughs> whether fortunately or not features my presence. Jared Jack stepped up, took the damn job from Ramon Sessions and did what no one else on the roster could. Was I his competition just... actual future plumbers potentially, but he did what <laughs> no one else could do.
2: I don't even hate Jarrett Jack. I actually admire for what he had to do. Catching just, strays again, on this
1: damn podcast. It's once again, just seeing – We will old... respect that bald man.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Nothing but respect for the man. But still, once again, <laughs> going to the old point Jar- guard we're issue. We're
0: talking about respecting Jarrett Jack? Respect Kyle I Lowry. Won't... You just mentioned him in the same section <laughs> Jarrett Jack.
2: Older point guards. This is my issue. Is that it, He's going to turn
1: 37. Listen, man, point, Lowry, point I had a friend, point
2: guard. a friend, a <laughs> friend said Alex, to me let today. Alex talk. Let Alex talk.
1: <laughs>
2: I like, first of all, once again, would be happy with Kyle Lowry on this team. I would actually also be happy with Mike Connolly on this team. They're lower than the other two because of age. Like, legit, at some point, Father Time comes knocking on the door and says, all right, guys, point guards, I've just seen it too many times with older point guards. I can't just say, all right, especially if you're going to tell me we got to pay uh 25 30 a year for for kyle irish sure could it be could it be worse could it be the second year you can move them with a with a, a draft pick and get them off the team maybe but just thinking about spending that much money on an old point guard and just saying all right something's going to happen at some point it's just me i'd still be happy like if you had him on the team what he, what they both offer is immense value is like veteran leadership organizing the offense doing things that we didn't have from our point guard this past season, which is either getting downhill, playing solid defense, and just shooting a three ball, which is just what we really need. But the age for me is just like the concern with those guys because it comes. But once again, wouldn't mind having them on the team. Campaign, I think for him, I'm actually going to throw it back to Chris because Chris mentioned it in, uh, in the, the spaces on Twitter. I think he's just the perfect age and you can get the perfect contract for him because of like that mix where it's like, all right, let's test him out. See if he can do it. One, two years. See if he wants to come to the Big Apple, you know, expand, like expand his wings. See if he can lead a team for a little bit. I'm all for a campaign. And it looks like, you know, based on his performance, he's got the quick step. He plays tenacious defense. He can shoot. He's efficient when he shoots too. It's not just wasted. Uh, it's not just wasted scoring. You know what I mean? It's not, let me just chuck up, chuck up some shots and see if it will go in. Like, when he scores, it actually means something. Sure, the numbers don't scream, you know, walking bucket or whatever, but he actually, like, can score at an efficient rate. And then for Lonzo, I'll let you guys go with that because I have a whole thing on Lonzo. As you saw, like, the piece was mu- – that section was much longer. So, I'll, I'll save it. Let's, we can talk about all these guys. So, you guys can yell at me, do whatever you want.
1: The four is all your guys. <laughs>
0: Chris, you should because hey, you had a much stronger reaction. Than
1: I did. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say this because when when uh, this is this is what I had to say earlier, but I you know I had to let Alex finish. My bad. But <laughs> I had a fr- I had a friend tell me earlier today. Uh, I think it was my friend Jet, and he said Kyle Lowry is aging like fine wine, and I want to sip. And at first I was like, "Hey, yo, but then I, I was like, no, you're right, man. I, I really didn't." see so my best friend like in the entire world since I was three years old is a Raptors fan um so when we hang out like I do watch more Raptors games than I'd like to and uh I saw a lot of Lowry last year and I did not see concerning signs of age decline like I just didn't and we're seeing guys like Chris Paul last uh yeah I know he went vegan and shit but like dude, Lowry is built well. Um, I don't see a reason why he can't defend the POA, can't keep initiating offense, can't keep shooting because he's getting older. I feel like not only is his game not aging poorly, but the aspects of his game that he's really good at, specifically the ones that fit our needs, are not going to be affected by age. His passing vision is not going to go away. His shot making won't go away, you know, so – uh, I'm in on Lowry. Lonzo is where I want to go next. Um, and I'll say this number one respect, because if you think that that bet turns out that well, and you stand by that take, like I have jack shit to say about it. Like, that's like, it's like, that's your take. And if you really like, who am I with how high I am on this coaching staff to shut that down, you know? However, my thing with Lonzo, and I'll use a guy like Sexton to compare him with, because that's kind of been the debate, is who would you rather have? Like, I think it's easily got to be Sexton over Lonzo. And I don't really view either as a point guard is my other thing. So I am in on Lonzo uh, in a vacuum. I don't know if I'm in on Lonzo on the New York Knicks. And it's because I don't think I want to spend $20 a year on top of handing New Orleans assets to not match to bet that he can hopefully put pressure on the paint when that's already our issue with Emmanuel quickly. And Derek Rose is kind of the only guard we have that can, you know, reliably put pressure on the paint. And even he understandably does go out of his way to avoid wonky landings um, so he's not putting as much pressure as he really even could. Lonzo, to me, this is not supposed to be an insult because y'all know how I felt about Reggie Bullock all season long. Lonzo, to me, is like a super Bullock, like a, and not just Bullock plus. I'm talking super Bullock because he has that whole dimension of vision and the passing vision that Bullock just doesn't. So to say Bullock plus would be underselling him to me I think he's really like a super, super Bullock. However, is that worth 20 million plus assets? Again, the opportunity cost says no. In a vacuum, maybe. Yeah, maybe that is worth exactly that, 20 million a year and assets. However, if I could get Lowry, Sexton, RJ, Julius, Mitch, I will be parading 32nd just recreationally on my own one man parade i'll bring my i have a big flag that i hang up in my dorm and i'll i'll go with the speaker and everything that's my starting five because that team is making a run for the ecf all of our young guys are still on roster besides obi but we're adding the 19th pick this year and we have colin sexton and julius randall's here and has a reason to stay and we're still winning and rj's in a winning environment and iq and we have room to grow going forward. You can move a Sexton. You, now, I'm not saying you can't move Alonzo. That's the, that's the plus of Alonzo is I absolutely think with our coaching staff that it's a good bet that you, if you need, if you have the luxury of needing to move him to create cap, you can do it. The same way when we were talking about signing your twin Fred Van Vliet, that you can move ah. that contract as well. Um, I see the same thing with Alonzo. I think you can move that contract and it won't be an issue, however, for the role he would play here. Because Tom Thibodeau's point guards can get to the basket and defend the point of attack. That's Kyle Lowry to me. So spending on Lowry, going elsewhere for a young guy, maybe Sexton, maybe some, you know, someone else, and developing as we go instead of hoping that Lonzo develops to fill that need is just like my preference. If you told me, though, that the starting lineup next season was going to be Sexton and Lonzo, or Lonzo and Sexton, both of them, I won't be gung ho about it, but I'm in. I'm in. Damn it! I I mean, that's vision. That's scoring. And then you got RJ Julius and Mitch and IQ off the bench, all intact.
2: Yeah, I'm in. I I agree. First of all, I agree with. If you told me we get Lowry and Sexton on that on on the Knicks, I'm all in for that. If it's Lowry, I mean not Lowry. If it was Lonzo and Sexton, which I highly doubt that would happen because that's a lot of money we want to spend. I, it's very doubtful, but if it did happen, I'd be all for it, too, because you're saying Sexton doesn't have the vision. Well, we got the vision that is mixed, uh, made up by Lonzo. You're talking about you're not getting someone downhill from Lonzo. You get it from Sexton and the scoring that you would want from him as well. Um, my thing for Lonzo is just I get that he's not the traditional point guard in the sense, but I think it's just everything else that he does well. We need – like the Knicks were just bad in transition. He'll help you in transition. He's a good rebounding guard, you know defensively he can guard one through three because of his height being a six, six and the, on the long wingspan. I do like that in him. Do I understand the concern about not being able to drive to the rack? And yeah, it's, it's concerning, especially in a Tom Thibodeau system. My, my, my counter to that though, is that this last season when we had Alfred Payton who did that so much on this team, who went to the, who went to the rack and just wasted shots going to the rack. I don't see what the issue would be when everyone's asking for quickly last season to be in that starting rotation, just to offer some shooting. If you're getting most of the driving from Randall and RJ, and then if you have Mitch and and whoever at center, who's down low, you got enough people on the paint to begin with. I just look for someone just to help space the floor and Lonzo being able to Lonzo improving on his shooting is something more beneficial to me in that aspect. And that's what I like about him. It's, it's kind of where I go with that thought process. It's like if we wanted quickly and even quickly, he's not the guy who's gung ho to go finish a layup and does most of the floaters fine. So like, I I can deal with that. And then, you know, I always come back to, I look at where Wanzo was with LeBron James with Zion Williamson and guys who were playing around him, not having the opportunity to go downhill and granted, he still doesn't look to take on contact even when he had the opportunity because he averaged, I think, 7.4 drives his rookie season, and it's only been going down with either playing LeBron James and whoever. But I think that there's something a little bit there with him uh, that he could co- tick back up. But I understand those concerns completely with, with Lonzo. But those, that's what I'm just looking for, like, for the Knicks. Like, I just want to see pushing. I don't want to be last, okay? That's just like, I don't want to be last in transition. I want us to get the easy buckets. Cause we saw, even though if the playoffs comes to a half court game, if we can just get some easy transitions points to make it easier on the young guys and whoever else is on the team, that's just, that's what I'm looking for just to make it easy for the guys.
0: Yeah. They were last in the league in transition frequency and fast break points. They just, they did nothing in the fast break last year. So, I mean, he would obviously help that. But, and he's great in the fast break, but I think the concern is him in the half court. So do you – and I know, Alex, your argument is he's obviously going to improve, and he's super young, so that's a great argument to make. But, like, uh, you think that he's a legitimate starting point guard in the NBA because there's a lot of people who think that he's not even a point guard, who think that he's, you know, a wing and would be better playing off the ball. And, you know, I started doing my deep dive for Knicks fan TV, and there's a lot of evidence to suggest that he may be better off playing off the ball because he, his numbers are pretty good off the ball. And he may be better as like a catch and shoot player. For sure. And he had his best season this year with the Pelicans
2: being off the ball. So, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's the other thing I go to is like if our primary like initiator is Julius Randle, and if you want RJ to be the next, initiator right then what's the issue with having a guy who's comfortable playing off ball and Lonzo Ball like that's where I would look at like that um you know I don't I would say he's probably more so a wing than a point guard and this is just kind of going towards the whole positionalist basketball type of contract that we have like look we talked. We, we Chris mentioned the Colin Sexton and Lonzo Ball look Sexton is not truly a point guard, and Lonzo Ball is not truly a point guard either. But if you put them both together, they both. I was gonna say
1: you can, finagle, adding, yeah, yeah, you, you can finagle. Yeah,
0: it's just adding ball handlers as many. Yeah, ball you can
1: handlers. finagle a, a point guard out of the two of them. And Sexton Sexton is really damaging from inside the three point line, and Lonzo is really great at catch and shoot. Julius created a lot of great looks for Reggie during the regular season. That got messed up in the playoffs because teams didn't have to respect Randall's gravity as much because they were just forcing literally anyone else to beat them, and we couldn't. Sexton being on the floor, there's your someone else. Now Alonzo getting Bullock's open threes, that's some good – me likes, man. Now the possibility of that
2: backcourt happening, highly unlikely. I don't see the Knicks paying twice. And I think – here's my thing with Alonzo, and Chris brought this up too. Paying for him. If you're telling me 15, like my, my cap is 20 million straight. This is not a sign and trade. Just straight. If we got to overbid for 20, get 20 max, max. That's not sign and trade. If we had to do a 20 million and sign and trade, yo, you can count me out. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not that crazy for, for Lonzo. So
1: Lonzo's camp wants 25. Pelicans are going to match anything from 20 and down. You got to offer 20 and hand them a – Is it true that Lonzo's camp wants 25? I did um, what That's the last, that's the last number that came out. I think Ooh. was 25 and that's obviously he's, well, that's, he's a obviously, he's a well, clutch that's clutch obviously set intentionally high, which tells me that 20 is probably the real yeah. figure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, no, yeah. That's how you do the negotiation set the bar high. Like I was seven. saying
1: yeah. earlier, I'm not believing a single thing coming out about Ben Simmons right now. That sounds like it's from Philly. That Brogdon and a first-round pick shit was absolutely them. There's no way that was not the 76ers trying to set a price floor for Simmons. I think
0: I think Brogdon is available, though. I think they're talking.
1: Yeah, but Brogdon and a first for a guy you're hoping is willing to shoot in the playoffs? No way.
0: Oh, no, no. I don't think they're going to trade him for Simmons. I just think Brogdon Yeah, yeah.
1: First. Yeah. That's a guy I said I wouldn't hate New York going after, man. But it would probably take, like, IQ and two firsts, and I'm good, so –
0: that's an interesting one,
1: two I'm firsts, good. two firsts and, two firsts IQ? and good. IQ. I'm good. I'm I don't good. know the
0: contract situation off the top of my head for him.
1: It's not bad. It's an FVV type around there. A little more. It's not bad. No, I wouldn't nice do player. two two picks and IQ, man. Y'all see me. I hope y'all see two me picks, going to war on the at, timeline for Emmanuel. For Simmons, no, for Brogdon
2: for oh, for Brogdon. No, I can count me out. You can count
0: me out. Count me out that. Brogdon. You're not a Bryden guy, Alex. I oh I
2: do like Brogdon. Two picks in and quickly for Brogdon though? That's two uh, two that's picks what, is high. And
0: well the thing is Indy's and, Brogdon's, argument, and Brogdon's injury history. <laughs> Brogdon's injury history too. Yeah.
1: Their argument is gonna be that with Brogdon, we're gonna be good enough for those picks to not be worth So
0: Yeah, but uh still multiple once you get to the idea of multiple picks, that's when you start to get like queasy about a trade. Like it's multiple first round picks to a Knicks fan, it's like gives you PTSD over Isaiah. Well, I got to say,
1: (laughs) I got to say, man, (laughs) I've long said that people are going to be surprised if information ever comes out about the type of deals that this front office has already put on the table and how many picks are in them. People are going to be pissed because they're going to be scared of the Isaiah Thomas days that I, fortunately, was too young to even have to endure. Uh, So suck it for that, but (laughs) for real, like I can tell you right now that there's, there's a player they have like five first rounders on the table for. So like, they're, they're, these guys are ready, man.
0: I mean, we know they're on like, and quote, disgruntled star watch. Like, that's a a known thing.
1: We know they're star watching. um, No joke, name a potentially gruntled, maybe even disgruntled star, and they have their eye on them. Yeah. Um, World by West is literally like, his job is to prod. That's like what his his job is. It's like when it's not player acquisition time, it's player acquisition time that's <laughs> like fact. that's wes's actual job is to just tamper that's like i can't I, i'm not gonna lie and be like they're not willing to deal picks like this front office is definitely willing to do it for the right guy um and the NBA that's gonna probably...
2: no sorry chris can you finish your thought
1: that's gonna i just say it's gonna shock people it's gonna shock people
2: I, I was going to say for the worldwide West, the NBA is probably uh, a little scared to put down the hammer for tampering because it's like, oh yeah, you want to touch me? The the guy who's uh, who runs the NBA behind the scenes, Adam mm-hmm. Silver, yeah, just uh, let me do let me do my thing and you do your thing, okay? Handshake, hand, handshake, wink, wink.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Adam Silver's stock is pretty low right now. He probably wants to
1: lay. He probably wants to lay pretty low. He could probably use a high ratings New York Knicks team for his resume. Of revenue, yeah, it would be. I mean, he has. Uh, he has
0: always, I guess, technically advertised the Knicks publicly, right? Like he's always said he wants the Knicks to be good. But well, I mean, he is from New York. So yeah, from, yeah, isn't he
1: from so. TNEC, or was that Stern? I think that's Stern. Uh, I think that's Stern. No, uh, was it Silver uh, went to Columbia Law though? He did. He went to, he's from
2: He's, he's, from, Rye. he's from Westchester. That's I thought
1: cool. Silver went to Duke. Was that? Duke and then Columbia Law. Okay. You want me to let me do a quick Adam Silver deep dive? Oh, I messed up. Duke and then Chicago Law. Was Stern Columbia okay. Law? Am I just confusing everything about da- the. About, they are very similar. No. David Stern. How are, are they High, similar? <laughs> Teaneck High School. David Stern, Teaneck High School, Rutgers University, Columbia Law School. Look at that, man. That's some, some jersey love. Um, Stern. I don't even know a lot about Stern, and I know that if Stern saw what's no. going on with like Harden, Luca, and Zion, he would actually have a sh- like like he would he would have an actual panic attack. Yeah, I spine. know I, it was a he joke. would have an
2: he would have an aneurysm if he saw everything going on the league.
1: I know I was joking. I was joking. Oh yeah, see, I don't know enough about Stern to know that from the jump. I guess
0: no. The I do want to talk also about. Chris Paul and a little bit about the finals because Let's the last it, time that Chris Percy Einan was on this podcast, he blatantly slandered Chris Paul and uh it was blatant ageism.
1: It was a it was just pure. It Wait was a minute, so you're getting
0: on me for ageism today. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am innocent of all charges.
0: <laughs> uh, Do you remember what go. you said? Do you remember what you said about Chris Paul when we brought up the idea of that
1: paying him, a- him thirty-eight million dollars a year to age here was mild was more than mildly unappealing.
0: But you also said Chris Paul's old enough to be my dad. I don't
1: want. I to did say that. <laughs>
0: like <laughs> <laughs> wow. face right now <laughs> come on Chris
2: is just really just piling on for the 30 year olds around here
0: seriously <laughs>
1: God what, what is, is he like 38, 37 dude is old as shit Um, <laughs> listen I can get away I meaning Leon Rose because I like to pretend I'm I can get away with paying Lowry less I'm in over over CP, man, I I think at this age, like, I know CP just dropped 41, but we're looking to give him, like, a three-year deal, right? So you have to look at least – don't even look all three years in, right? Just even two. Man, you're going to be hoping that he's still giving you numbers that you're getting now. And I feel like his numbers now are overrated because of his – you know, godly off court. Like he's why DeAndre Ayton is a passable basketball player. I'm pretty
0: sure he is.
1: Ayton would be in the G League if not for the great Chris Paul, the, yes. the venerable, immortal Chris Paul. I yes. just think, I think Lowry's, what, a couple years younger, year and a half younger, something like a year that. And and half. Yep, year and has, half, Has shown no signs thus far of any, decline and it's like if I can pay him two years $55 million, instead of Chris Paul three years 105000000 million I'm going to be more interested in that and to get out of it early
0: I don't know if it's going to be that but long. I
1: have come around on Chris Paul to the extent where like I would no longer kill myself if we paid him big money oh I would just like <laughs> <laughs>
0: the guy claims he's got a Chris Paul jersey in his closet and he's going to kill himself if they sign the guy
1: Oh now he's going to his,
0: gracious. he's going to his closet to we're try. Get, and we're getting atta- We're getting attacked on age. I'm getting, I'm
2: getting slandered for, for putting Lowry so low because of age. But yet, Chris Paul gets. To-
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was fraudulent when he said that to you. That was ridiculous. Chris Paul's old enough to be his dad. What, uh,
2: what is? Mike, how he's pulling gracious.
0: out. Chris has a. Oh. Got, a, the, got Clippers the Clippers Chris Paul jersey. All right. Okay. I respect it. I respect. Okay. I respect it. So you liked him when he was on the Clippers and now you can't stand him because he was young on the Clippers.
1: I still love watching Chris Paul play basketball. It's almost like, how do I put this? Um, Okay. the I think I, Jesus, I was just on a podcast and I just used this analogy. Um, It was my podcast. I was just, yeah, uh, that's right. Um, You ask a really, really attractive lady out, and she says no. And you're like, oh, she wasn't even that good looking anyway. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm almost like trying <laughs> to talk myself out of my Chris Paul fandom because I don't want to pay him. So I'm like being unnecessarily rude to him dramatically. But like, man, I still love watching Chris Paul play. I just don't know if I want my Knicks to be the team that gives him his end of career stimmy. Like, this dude. This dude has not had a single negative article come out about him ever, despite a debatably rocky history with some teammates. And then you remember that he's the president of the NBPA and has media influence and all that. And it's like, yeah, it's so perfect for Leon and everything. But I just uh, he's so old, man, that much money. It's not. It's it's like the years even that bothers me more than the money. It's like because you have to. He's not turning down thirty eight to take a three ninety in New York. He now remember it was reported that um, he didn't come to New York because he wanted like the experience of being a Nick and with COVID that was not going to be a thing potentially. Um, And now fans are back and you know we went crazy uh, after game two. I think players know that New York fans are back. I just think that paying him that much for three or four years three whatever is just like it's gonna be a tough sell for me if it's three years at 30 plus million each year
2: yeah i mean chris paul i don't think he'd even come to the knicks at this point point. one i think he especially if they went out in phoenix like you know he'd have a good opportunity to say i did it in phoenix i can go to new york and like retire there do the whole Knicks field that i want to do but because if they do win, I think Sarver will have to give him a blank check and just say, how much do you need to be here? Also, it's, he's not too far from his home in Cali, so I don't see why he'd want to make an even longer trip just to go see his family when Phoenix is just that much closer. I think it all is just like the writing on the walls that he would just stay there. And he's also been with Monty before, and he loves Monty. So mm-hmm. why... why it just feels like a lot for Chris Paul to to leave and just come to the Knicks, even though I get it with the connection to CAA, to Leon Rose, to Roland West, the city they want to play in at some point in his career. I, I just feel like it's too good for him right now towards the end of his career in Phoenix.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I think the Knicks had their they shot at Chris Paul twice to trade for him once last summer. And then once before he got traded to the Clippers and they blew it both times. Yeah. But it would be, it would be surprising and shout out to Jeremy Cohen for his Chris Paul salary cap thing. And that, that oh was my God, I retweeted I was, Jeremy's tweet yeah. today of
1: like the Popeye's employee. Cause he's going to be so exhausted after this <laughs> cap or no cap 6.0. That was hilarious. So you, you, you ever see great. any memes about like Drake and the OVO sweatshop? Like, that's Jeremy in the KFS sweatshop <laughs> putting together his slideshows. Drake and oh, all his man. songwriters, that's Macri with Jeremy. Man, that, that that guy works. That's hilarious. The Chris Paul oh, man, Brad that...
0: Beale thing, I immediately fell in love with that, by the way, when I saw Chris Paul Brad Beal.
1: That's the type of poll scenario that you can sell me on because that team can win a championship next season and still have RJ and Julius and Mitch and IQ. I think Obi would go to Washington in a Brad Beal deal. Yeah. So. And
0: Kawhi's a fantasy, so there's no point in
1: talking that's, about that. Yeah. Talk about – I wish Colin Loring was here for, so, I could, so I could just watch his eyes light up when I say that what Kawhi really cares about his family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wasn't
2: Colin also another one that was slandering uh, CP3 when uh, it was? I don't you, pay Jeff? attention
0: to what Colin says. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Colin getting strays on this pod and Ivan. Come now. on, Ooh. respect Colin. <laughs> no, he's man. the the number one guest in the history of the Knicks Film School podcast. Is Colin Loren? He is the best guest. So I will. I have to give Colin his props. He is our guy. Now um, let's move on. I've given I,
2: I, it. <laughs> I just got to say, I do like uh, Chris Percy. Onion's uh guy you, you use your full name. I do want to give you a full credit and quote for that. Uh, putting down the lady like that. You don't want to date for Chris Paul is a great analogy. I, I do. <laughs> it, it's, it's, that, you guys
1: know, like the, the Jersey proves it. I really do love CP3. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to let my love for him blind. The fact that I'm going to be paying a what? 37 year old point guard 105 hundred million over three years it's I I just keep getting stuck I keep getting stuck I usually have a very strong opinion on a player regardless of who it is like Malik Monk needs to be a Nick like you know nah get get the fuck out of here Devontae
0: Graham no
1: Kyle Lowry
0: <laughs> Kyle Lowry before Kyle Lowry, but Devonte my guy this year. He's the free agent I picked this year.
1: I but to be a, I yeah, I think you told me you wanted would want him to be a backup one, right? You want him to start? No, I don't I want, him, want to him to start. I don't want him to start. So oh, then, a, so then if we a, have Rose and IQ off the bench, well, we don't have Monk, Monk and Monk can be your third string. I like Monk, but I like Devonte more. Monk is that guy. Johnny hand hand Malik Monk to Johnny Bryant and reap the benefits. Oh Jesus, Christ. reap <laughs> reap them.
0: Twenty five fucking good games he had, but De- De- Devontae's had. Eh. What I, we don't need to go into a Devontae Malik Monk. I've spoken enough about Devontae Graham and Malik Monk. People are going to be like, shut up about Devontae Graham and Malik. Monk. I just
1: I just gotta say that I don't want to let my love for CP three stop me from realizing the flaws of paying him that much money for that long. So I've, I have indeed admittedly like forced myself to hate the thought of signing him. So I just don't get caught up on it. My Lowry Sexton Barrett Randall Robinson lineup will not get out of my head though. That's going to be stuck in there. I'm going to, I'm going to have a dream about that tonight. Probably just like very good lineup, the garden crowd Sexton draining a, a pull up above the break three on a fast break like just to be a dick while we're up 16 mm-hmm. and our revenge on the hawks in round two next year like i just i smell it man i smell it
2: him bodying uh trey young just just oh, oh my
1: god dude Trae i just young need just him falling. i need him at the while well, trey's at the free throw line just dead silent mm-hmm. just stare. yes yes <laughs> as chris gives us the dead stare <laughs> I need it. I need it like oxygen, man. Kyle Lowry and Colin Sexton getting added to the team that we had this year. (laughs) Forget about it. That's fire. I'm in love with that starting five. I just think it's so beautiful. I love Lowry Beal too, but I just don't think Beal gets moved before this season.
0: Probably not. They haven't even hired their coach yet though. That's kind of
1: weird. So if, even if Washington does want to trade him, like, I don't know if the Knicks want to invest that greatly. And then I think any other team would be scared that he would go sign with Boston in twenty two. So Boston, I doubt that
0: Boston.
2: Boston.
1: Man. Tatum.
2: Oh good. Oh, the Saint Louis uh, Missouri. Oh, is it St. It Louis they're, it
1: Missouri? It's St. Louis and they're not only are Beale and Tatum close friends, but it's to the point where Deuce Tatum hangs out with Beale's kids. Like Okay. That's that's real, I think. Okay, and just for the people out there who are—I do know St. Louis in
2: Missouri. I don't know if it was just a state or the city. Let's let's be real.
1: We'll
2: know you know, it's in the state. It's like, okay, guys. All, all the clarifications the car- out there. Yeah, all, everyone with the clarifications, like uh, your—you uh, forgot the apostrophe. It's like, thank you.
0: <laughs> Sorry that I'm texting in a hurry.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I can't wait for the Bradley Beal Celtics rumors. Uh then those will be fun to read. Listen, I, can, I, said, I, this here, I, <laughs> I said this onto a tolerable
1: I said this unto a tolerable degree. You take Jalen Brown and every goddamn asset you can and you shove it down Portland's throat until they say yes. And you get Dame to agree to join Tatum because they've already talked to Beal behind the scenes, and that's the plan for the twenty two offseason. Don't that's what you, I Shane, if I'm if I'm Stevens, that's Stop that's it. my only that's my only way out of this hole. Otherwise, do do I think this, Boston man. is so screwed. I think Boston is so screwed if they don't pull that off, for real. Like, what are they going to do? What are they going to – they have Al Horford back on the team. What are they going to do? <laughs> like, what are they doing? What are they doing now? I don't – They're oh, screwed man, if they don't pull don't Damon put that out of Chris, so, I live I, out here. Don't you dare put that evil on me, man! I, do I not think need to go it downtown. takes something that nuts. <laughs> See that. I think it takes something that nuts to pull Boston out of the hole that Ange put them in by sitting on his hands for five years.
0: Yeah, Daniel it absolutely Ainge. would. But what? Almost Ange.
1: It. Oh God.
0: He's the fucking worst. I but him and <laughs> Griff. Griff. Oh my god! I'm I'm. I've been writing something about David. I hit piece on David. A hit piece on David Griffin for like a week. It's out. <laughs> I, I a love week.
1: it. I can't. I wait will to be juicing that. the second is this, it Is drops? Is, this,
0: is, this, is this on medium? Is this where it's coming? Oh through? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. Oh man! Like, it's just nonstop slander of David Griffin <laughs> and his entire reputation. I can't wait to put it out. It's Oh, it was so much fun to write this. I'm I'm not done yet. I'm ready, man. It's fantastic. I'm ready. The the fraud that is David Griffin. But the the Danny Ainge, Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics thing, the Damian Lillard to Boston, I just don't see being able to convince a player of that caliber to go to Boston. Like, I know Danny Mm -hmm. Ainge is gone now, but – Stevens was the head coach and no one wanted to go there when he was the head coach. And now he's in charge.
1: It's well, they got, they got Hayward on the max and then they got, they, you know, cu- yeah, what he was Kyrie, or, college coach. K- uh, Kyrie wanted to leave. They got Kemba he
0: just wanted out so bad.
2: Yeah. I think the thing I think I could see like in a world, I could see Dame wanting Boston. Cause look, he played for Terry Stott. It's not necessarily, you know, the greatest, I think he's like a good coach. But I think he could go into a system like that. Cause who who you got? You got um Udoka, right? Who's the yeah, head coach yeah. of uh the Celtics. So I think Udoka could be He's uh, also a
0: on a pawn, the TB staff back. with Dame right now. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. You know, I think
2: he could be pulling fact if you really want to get him out there. And look, he's played in a small market. Boston's a much bigger market than Portland. So it, it's not so far removed. I just don't want to see it happen because that means I oh, have to God. hear it from all the neighbors on the street and the city and coworkers. And I don't need that. Chris just wants to put this evil on me. I will not tolerate <laughs> that. Don't you dare put that energy out there on me, Chris. Don't you dare put that energy out on me because I do not need. Look, I'm already a Jets fan. I have to go to work. Knowing that Patriots fans surround me every single day, okay?
1: Oh, it's brother! The worst.
0: <laughs> I can't relate
1: better. to losing to that team ever in a meaningful game.
0: Oh, shut Thanks. up! The Giants.
1: Oh, jeez. We're not. We're not talking about the Giants.
0: We're not doing that. You enough, just did.
1: Cry enough. Enough Celtics
0: talk. Enough. You guys have <laughs> enough, enough Giants talk. Enough Celtics talk. We're Chris. We're talking Danny, about-
1: Kenny, and Saquon are coming for vengeance. Oh, Weep perfect. about it.
0: Oh god!
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm so shameless. <laughs> I'm such a shameless homer when I when I choose to be. I try to stay reasonable most times, and then like when it comes to like RJ and quickly, I'm like, "You shut the fuck up before you talk about trade." I turn into state. I wouldn't trade RJ for the pilgrims, bro.
2: Wow! Oh my god! If you get on his gift, if you get on his gift game, that's just another level. All right, <laughs> Unbe- I was, nah, I was, he's unbeatable.
0: I was gonna move.
2: I states was gonna the, move on the to the
0: draft, but now I feel like we have to touch on just briefly is RJ untouchable to you guys? Yes.
2: So like, I think, untouchable. Like like he's untouchable for me in the sense like it has to be like a, a top tier package. You're you're asking for a player who realistically, was, yes. Like, but if like, you have to get like a really good return if you're putting in, like I'm not throwing RJ in like
1: any deal. Like it, it would take an like, unrealistic return for me to be willing to deal him. So he's technically untouchable, but like, like, I, I don't know. Let me make up some bullshit. If Dallas calls right now and says like, we're screwed RJ 19, 21 hour pick in 23. And then you're three of your first round picks and we'll give you Luca. And like, yeah, obviously you, you take fucking Luca, but like, that's not going to happen ever. So by all like common sense, RJ is untouchable to me. I just, you know, there are deals I would deal him
0: in. Who's the I worst player you'd trade RJ for?
1: One for one or with assets?
0: Whatever. Just who's the worst player? Cause obviously like I was going to ask you if you'd swap Devin Burker for him, but
1: don't do this guy.
0: Cause that's your guy.
1: Don't do this. See, Um,
0: those type of trades, I'm like... If it's
1: one for one, you do it, but I don't... What The amount of picks it would take, I don't do it. Yeah.
2: Because I think RJ is
1: off-court. Yeah. RJ, what he means to this team off the court, has to have value to you. Like, actual, like, legitimate value. It has to be worth something that he's this willing to want to succeed in this specific, you know, location not in terms of like market, team, everything. Uh, IQ too, man, like these guys want to win here. That's gotta be worth like a a real something to you.
2: No, I agree with you, Chris, you like hit it on the head, like the the off the court value of being leaders, like wanting to go to the gym, put in the extra work to get better every single day. That's the type of leadership mentality that you have that starts to trickle down To everyone else even when you get new draft picks even when you have your teammates right everyone if they're seeing the the top tiered guy like the top guys on the team putting in that much work that's just a value that is unvaluable like you can't you can't you can't measure it you know that's that type of stuff you can't just give up so easily you know you that's where i'm saying you have to get if you're if you're trading rj barry you have to get someone who wants to put in one that type of work and is going to be that type of leader as well and who's just also I'm looking for – if I'm putting RJ in, like, I'm also looking for, like, a really good talent coming back because of his age for the jump that he took to go from 32% shooting to being a 40% three-point shooter. That's insanity. Like, in one – that's insanity. So if he can do that within one season at such a young age, there has to be some, like – there's a value there that – has to be returned, and I just don't no, but he doesn't
1: have wiggle, Alex. He can't do flashy dribble moves, doesn't oh, yeah. he? stink? Oh my god, he can't do crazy
2: combos and just blow by people like Kyrie Irving. So he can't be that great. Just it's the worst thing possible. I hate, I hate when I have to see that, and it's like, come on, guys, like fundamentals. Just do the fundamentals and be really good at the fundamentals. There's just
0: some guys who can be flashy. You don't need to be. Just watch the ball go in the basket. That, that means RJ the play is worked. so
1: <laughs> goddamn strong. Like,
0: dude, just, I can't
2: wait to see when he was like 26 and he's just bullying people, just driving to gonna, the
1: people are gonna bounce off of the kid because, like, he right now at 21 already has like the grown man body and then he's gonna continue to bulk up. I'm just like, yeah, we're here, man. I don't know, <laughs> we're <laughs> that kid's gonna be so good
2: if you want my ultimate Homer take, we'll get Jalen Brown, like how he's buffed up and like how he can drive and just think another level of that for like RJ. That's how
1: I think about RJ is already like guarding Kawhi. I'm not saying he's doing it in like incredibly, but like he, the fact that he can do that is like, all right. You know uh, this is someone who pre-draft. I feel like that was a, concern that people brought up was like is he going to be able to really play wing play big um yes
0: (laughs) i was concerned about his shot big time i watched every single duke game i was really concerned about his shot yeah and his shot uh selection too but it turned out that was just because the team was a shit show on offense at duke (laughs) that he was just like i'm gonna take whatever's there so i think I think what everyone remembers from his time at Duke Two is
2: the tournament and where I forget who they played and everyone's like, Why didn't he go to Zion? And he took like the last shot Ugh. and everyone's like, Why would he do that? Why don't you just give it to Zion? Everyone to hated
1: him because he took Zion's touches, man. Yeah. And so
0: it wasn't his call to do that. It was Coach Gay's but,
1: mistake. Yeah. All season, both of them were misutilized.
0: And he stuck and- Cam Reddish in the corner. In like the corner, Shane Battier.
1: I was just arguing with my godfather the other week, a July 4th weekend. I tweeted about it. I was telling him, like, dude, Coach K was not that great. Like, he misutilized Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish. He had Cam Reddish standing in the corner. He was like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't have Cam Reddish standing in the corner. I was like, yes, he did. <laughs> what were you watching? What were you watching, dude? And I'm like, he was telling me how his Coach K propaganda was going to the point where Zion wasn't that good. And we were going to see like Zion's going to get exposed and he's not a real franchise player because he can only score, you know, he went, what, he only scored 27 points a game this year and he didn't do any winning. So he clearly sucks. And coach K was right to, you know, not use him as a a real franchise. I was just like, Oh brother.
0: I'm a, I'm a Duke fan. I've been a Duke fan a long time and watching the deterioration of coach K's skills as a a coach has been kind of sad to watch and if well, it, i was told like, it's bad it's
1: been bad i was who's the replacement uh shire john shire. shire i was told shire's been coaching since last season so yeah.
0: yeah it i mean in terms of in-game i wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah it's all it it just looks like on the court pretty much he's just yelling up he's just getting up and yelling fuck you you're doing it wrong during the games (laughs) so like i wouldn't be surprised
1: if that's all he's doing but Yeah, yeah i was told um by someone who i know knows duke that shire's been the coach since last season and that that this this season was like the transitional year for him to really have the job um and that now he was ready so coach k retired
0: Oh, it's the retirement tour, the Coach K retirement tour. Everybody has to pretend that they like him for a year. <laughs> they don't. They don't secretly hate him. It's going to be hysterical. But uh, before we finish up, we were talking before we started recording. Chris, you had you were finishing up your uh, first round of your draft board. So I wanted yeah, you to man. talk a little bit about some of the guys that you liked for the Knicks
1: um for sure and i want i want to hear your guys's take on on some of these names even if um it's just a quick thumbs up or something even though the listeners won't be able to hear it but uh man sharif cooper is where i'm gonna start i am on the pro side of him that's the big name everyone's debating i i am on the watch the ball go in the basket side of him instead of the stop being a nerd about how it happens part um or rather i'm in the stop being a nerd about how it happens part of the of the sharif hive in that yes he's small and shot weird but at the combine he seemed to have fixed my like biggest glaring issue with his shot already so like, what are we doing here? I, I I don't know. He's he can create an advantage every single play down the floor on offense. Like every time, that's that's got to be worth something. You're like hoping that, you know, name a point guard is good enough to actually be a lead guard to, like like Trey Mann is gonna be really good too, and that's another guy I really like, but he's under. Cooper on my board by a couple spots, because I think you're betting on like an extra factor. I think there's an extra X fact. I think Cooper with him, it's literally just like, can he do this at an NBA level? And if the answer is yes, you have a guy. Like you have a guy from the jump. That is like, you know, it gets to the playoffs and it's like, how many guys do you have? How many, you know, real dudes do you have out there? Yeah, he's one. He he he'd be one. Um, I think it was PD Webb that said that he's the best advantage creator off- purely offensively uh, in the whole draft, save for like Cade and Jalen. So that's enough for me to be sold, man. And then on top, I watched one full game of film and I tweeted out like the, the Joey Diaz, like the Sp- star spangled banners playing in the background. He's like, get up cocksuckers. It's all Coco. over. It's Coco over. Diaz, He's the best. And, um, I was like, I just watched my first full game of Sharif tape, you know, get up cocksuckers. It's all over. Um, because holy shit was I impressed. And then I watched several more full games and he just kept wizarding. So Sharif is definitely a name I got to bring up. I think the guys on Twitter that love him are right to do so. I know Prez is really high on him. That's a guy whose opinion I respect out the wazoo. So yeah. Um, in a trade up a lot of people are talking about my guy booknight i'm going to come out and say i actually don't think i'd want to trade up and have booknight be the pick i really do like him and i think he'll end up being like a really great scorer from out of this draft class but with how deep it is i'd almost prefer two bites at the apple than my one bite being booknight uh, so with as much book night propaganda as I've put out there for the New York Knicks specifically, probably would not want to trade up. However, Orlando um, chip is in a prime spot to take a guy like Barnes or Kuminga at five and then book night at eight and get away with it. And I think that will work out well for them. So yeah i like book a lot i wanted to put his name out there because i really do love him and if he falls to 19 which he will not you would take him and run but i think on the Knicks specifically you know you've got to trade up and i'd rather not some guys who might be there at 19 or 21 um jaden springer is the type of guy who we wouldn't have wanted in last year's draft for the same reasons we didn't want halliburton like we wanted a uh and, and we as in the we don't want Halliburton crowd. I know Chip was very in on Hallie and, um, man, I even had some, some coworkers at SI who were, were always on me for not being high enough on Hallie. Um, like Chris, but, uh, man, I think Springer is going to be really good if he's in a spot where he could play off Randall and Barrett, or if it's like Sexton, Springer, Barrett, you know, like, Springer wouldn't start year one, but that's, that's good, man. Springer is going to be probably like when I do put out my board, there's probably I, I, my guess is the number one response is going to be like so low on Springer. Um, he's 14 as of right now, which like a lot of people have him like eight to 11 range. Um, and I, you know, have him just in my lottery. Uh, that's just a result of how deep this class is. He's really good. I just like a lot of the bets you can take on other guys slightly more. Like um, Giddy is a guy I have ahead of Springer. I think you can get a lot out of him. JT Thor, Sharif Cooper's Auburn teammate. There is your ball of clay. Talk about trusting this coaching staff. There's your ball of clay is JT Thor. I mean, those measurables. Um, are ridiculous and what I saw from him in all of my film watching of him and, and Sharif both tells me that if you trust your coaching staff, that's a really great bet to make Trey Murphy, another um, name that's, you know, six, nine bouncy wing, three and D potential. Um, another guy that I, you know, say we're making two picks, I would mind one of them being Murphy or Duarte. Um to name my fellow Dominican Washington Heights, all of Washington Heights would have like their own section at every game. Like MSG's just got to build like a Washington Heights bridge, like on the other side of the Chase Bridge, just let as many people from Washington Heights that fit as po- <laughs> into the bridge so we Duarte can have as loud of a hive as possible in arena for every single game. Chris um, Leches watching the games, <laughs> dude. Dude, I'm gonna have my. That's dessert, bro. I'm gonna start off with the rice and beans, glatanos, and and then Ooh, okay. maybe maybe do like a like a switch it up for like a mid halftime breakfast. Go like sausage, egg, fried cheese, onions, and yuca, and then maybe maybe tres leches in the fourth quarter. You know something okay. like that. But that I don't know I'll the be. Coming. I'll be Tuesday games. I, I gotta. I gotta. Uh I gotta I gotta support Duarte full out. If he's on this team, I'll probably get a jersey. Um that's a guy who is close to his ceiling, in my opinion. I think it is relevant for me to say, even though I'm pro Duarte, I would be you know remiss to not bring up that he is older than Brandon Ingram. Um but he's good. He's good at basketball, and you can be really sure of that when you draft him. So Say you don't like Malik Monk and you want to have someone for half the cost that is good and can play the wing and can shoot off the dribble. Just draft Duarte at 21 and and slot him right in at the backup three. It'll work, you know? So Duarte and Murphy, some wing options I like. Cooper and Mann, some guard options I like. I'll give you all two big men as well. Um, I didn't even plan the positions, but now that I realized I gave two of each. Yeah, I'll just – I'll throw you guys two big men. Uzman Garuba, I'm a huge fan. Um, my pitch for him is, what if I told you the best perimeter defender in the 2021 NBA draft was a stretch five? Uh, that's the one sentence. That's the one question pitch because uh, I think that's him. Like He's 6'8 or 6'9, I believe, but looks like he has potential to just not dribble the ball off his foot when he has to dribble can pass, can hit corner threes. The shot, not beautiful. Going to need a little touch-up, that's for sure. The kid can fucking play, and then he's really good on defense, and he played internationally. He's playing with adults. Um, he impresses me a lot. And if you want to go a different route, a more traditional, Tibbsy route, take Mini Mitch, a.k.a. Kentucky's Isaiah Jackson. Um, I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of his tools. I'm a fan of what Kenny Payne uh, could get out of him, especially because Jackson missed working with him there at Kentucky. Obviously, his first year at Kentucky was Payne's first at the Mecca. So those those are six names that I love. If you told me we're leaving with a random two out of those six, I'd sign for it now whether ah no i wouldn't because the chance that we get garuba and jackson is too high (laughs) and i wouldn't draft those two like both but if you told me i was getting maximum one big but any random two i'd sign whether it was both wings both guards a big and any of them any i'm in that's how deep this class is just based on who parent likes for me i don't know if any of those names stick out to either of you for good or bad reasons but i would like to would like to hear your thoughts on if you have any on, on some of the names I brought up. I don't up. think
0: it's possible for me to be unbiased about Sharif Cooper. After looking at him, even for like five seconds, I fell in love with the guy so quickly. I wanted him on the Knicks immediately. Yeah, everything about the guy. Like, uh, just all, all immediately want him on the Knicks. Undersized point guard, obviously, just love that. And he's clearly tough player. Uh, we had... <laughs> We had an assistant coach from Auburn uh, on our podcast last year, and to talk about Isaac Okoro, and he was talking to us about Sharif Cooper at then. Yeah, wow, the that he had Sharif Cooper, and
1: I love uh, that.
0: Yeah, so now him coming in now, it's like shit. It's hard not to be high on the kid because he was so high on the kid then. Yeah, this is but. He's And he's fun. It'd be a cool story. You know, he's a Jersey guy. You have to look at that. And it's not – it just looks like it would be another steal there. You know, I know it's not a similar skill set to Quickly, obviously, but, you know, another SEC guard. Yeah, can lightning strike twice there in the 20s maybe. But it's – I don't know. It would be fun to draft Sharif Cooper. His sister's a WNBA
1: player. Yeah. Yeah. that And the dad, I believe, is an associate, much like thousands of other people on this planet, of a certain William Wesley. So.
0: Oh, okay. Well, so it's a lock.
1: Is so we, it's just write it, we can just write yeah. it in. Well, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'll say this. I don't have a problem I with that. To, I, don't... I was talking to Alder Almo on the TL, and he mentioned that. Um, I responded to a poll saying that out of the four options that were in the poll, Sharif was my favorite. And Alder responded to me saying he agreed, but that unfortunately the Knicks are one of five teams that haven't set up an interview, uh, with Sharif. I can, I can say right now that they're gathering intel on him, so no, no worries there. Oh. Um, not nothing, nothing crazy. I, I think Perrin is very intensive in his process, there's not a He's not letting this kid just slip by him without even checking him out. So I I there, yeah. People were worried that like the Knicks aren't considering him at all. That's just not true. Yeah, that
0: wouldn't okay. make sense for them not to consider him. I noticed not you didn't even, mention you know? I noticed you didn't mention uh Corey Kispert when you're talking about players though. I loved so, him last year.
1: Let's let's do this. Um Kispert is another victim to me of the depth of this draft class with how high I am. I have said this about Sexton. I've said it about, you know, Sharif, I'll say it right now uh, to argue against Kispert with how high I am on this coaching staff and what they can bring out of guys. I'd rather a bet on a guy like JT Thor, uh, than Kispert. Um, would I rather a bet on Kispert than Duarte? There's a debate that I'm still struggling with, like on my big board, like as of right now, um, I'm leaning Kispert because of the upside that I think is there more so than Duarte. I think Duarte is going to be better year one. Can Kispert be better years three and on? I got to take that into consideration. Um, However, with guys like Trey Murphy, Rocco, Thor at the wing available, I can't really see myself like coveting Kispert in this specific draft. Last year's draft, the safe bet might have been a little more valuable. This year, with so many fantastic upside plays, it's a tough sell to me. I really
2: like the Trey Murphy. Like I done a yeah, little bit of the video watching him on him. Too. I like Trey Murphy. I like because the Knicks need a wing, and I like I like him being a three and D player. I think it's prototypical if like you want someone with upside, but who could be a little safe at the same time. I do like Trey Murphy.
1: Cam Johnson, roll. Stick him right in at backup yep. four if we trade Ob for Sexton.
2: Facts, no, it's a fact. I do like. Uh, I did watch a little bit of Sharif Cooper. I got, I got to watch a little bit more about him. But I do like what I see. I do like what I see. I like the toughness. I think you just fit right in with that. Everyone's favorite word culture. you talk about him, RJ, you're talking about a bunch of dogs on the team. And I like that. Uh, who, Who else did you mention? You mentioned a book night. I do like book night as well. I think there's something, the, the shooting performance, I think everyone just fell in love with, like when everyone saw that on the timeline. But I like I like most of the guys that you mentioned. The one that surprised, the one that not necessarily surprised me, I just didn't hear of was the who you said is a stretch five that has a good perimeter defense. Oh
0: yeah, I'd never
1: heard of Garuba, that. Uzman Garuba. Okay, cool. go check him out. G A R U B A Garuba. Garuba. Um, right, you, as I'm of so right so- now, I have eleven guys left to add to my board before I'm or ten. Ten guys left to add to my board before I'm comfortable with my first round, like however, you know, wherever those 10 shake out, like once these 10 are in, I'm going to have about 40 players and then I'll be comfortable taking a top 30. Um, but as of right now with the, with the 28 guys that I have on my board Karuba's number 15. So I, I do like him a fair amount. Um, okay. I have him right behind Springer and right ahead of Kai Jones. So I think Kai Jones I'll 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 make the case for Garuba over Kai Jones right now, which is that – or rather, the case for Jones over Garuba is that it's going to be easier to create a basketball context for Jones to succeed in. However, I think if you can create the right on-court context for Garuba, you'll reap the benefits as such. Um, That kid's – I will not be convinced that that kid is going to be good. Usman, he's going to be good. I think he plays in Spain. Um, I always mess up the countries. Yes, Spain. He is 19. March 9, 2002. He was born two months before me. He is 6'8, uh, 230.
0: Who is this you're talking about? Usman
1: Garuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His that's real right. name is Destiny Uzman Garuba Alari. <laughs> okay, that's why I Uzman can't, That's
0: why I can't find his name because that's. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Usman, <laughs> Usman spelled like the fighter and then Garuba, but his real first name is Destiny. Yeah, he joined Real Madrid's youth basketball academy at age 11. So, wow. yes. and, and Nigeri- Nigerian parents. So, there's, there's a connection there for our Nigerian Knicks fans, um, but born in Madrid and joined Real Madrid at age 11 so he's been in spain his whole life and and balling there all right all right man i'm a fan i'm a fan yeah look out out. for
0: him look out for him for sure yeah and look out for chris's draft board
1: hey man should be soon should be soon absolutely i I put out a poll and i said "Do do you guys want the lottery like really soon and then the first round like way later or would you rather just wait for the and the first round wait for the first round one so I've been taking my time to really like put together a first round board I'm happy with putting out um just as my 1.0. but I, I really want to get this first one I feel like last year I just kind of threw what I had out there when I had it to throw something out there and it wasn't until board 2.0 that I was like comfortable with it and then I liked my board 3.0. I want to like my board 1 point0 like hmm. Last year was my first ever draft of really, really scouting guys. Um, I absolutely lied to my editor. I'm sorry, Howard, at Nick's SI and told him that I had scouted before. I had never done scouting before in my life, before I wrote all my <laughs> SI pieces. So that's how, I get, that's how I got to do all those scouting reports because I, I told him I was good at scouting, even though I had never done it before you know. in my life.
0: Huh.
1: And, Everybody uh, lies
0: when they're applying for a job.
1: It happens. So don't, don't get
0: Alex's. Is, Alex is agreeing right now. Proficient
1: in though. Microsoft Word and Excel.
0: Yep. Ooh, don't get,
2: do not do the Excel with me. Please do not do the Excel. The Excel. <laughs> the Excel. When was the last time anybody used Excel? Oh my God. I use Excel every single day for my job. Do you really you
1: hear that shit? I do. Oh my Today, God. Every single day. Today was the last
2: time. How about that? Yeah, no, when I started uh, my job, uh, and the, the joke is that most attorneys never use Excel. So, as an attorney, I have to use Excel, which is quite an anomaly. But everything I have to do is often Excel. So, oh my it's God. quite a, it was like, are you a proficient in Excel? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I took, took BITM back in college. That was however long ago.
1: <laughs> now we're here. Oh, man. <laughs> now
0: you're the Excel guy.
1: Well, listen. Go make a spreadsheet about how the best perimeter defender in the draft class is a six eight four five, and and report back to me. I'll check it out.
0: Or how the Knicks should give four years and one hundred twenty million to Chris Paul.
1: You can. Also- you are a sicko. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you that's. Are- a- that's a perfect place to end it. That Chris agrees with me that we should give four years and 120 million to Chris Ball. that we should. Yeah. You know what? Right. Screw there. It. Just get him. <laughs> Just do it. All right, guys, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you. Coming As on always, with man. Me. thank it's you absolutely. for having me. Uh, guys, why don't you plug whatever you got going on? Alex, Alex okay? first, Alex, where can everybody find you?
2: Chip, thank you for, for having me on, Chris. Always good a pleasure to see you and get to talk Knicks and just talk basketball with you. It's a lot of fun, guys. Um for everyone out there, you can find me over at you can find me over at Hoops Habit, part of the fan side of the Network. You can find me though over at KnicksFanTV.com. First and foremost, we got some pieces coming out there. And Chip now, a new uh, writer for KnicksFanTV.com. Let's yes, get it yes, going. Sir. Yes, uh, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some content pumping out. Uh, doing a whole, as Chip noted, doing a whole series on free agents by position. So the shooting guard is up next. And yeah, you can also find me over at the podcast Knicks Jets etc. Where we talk about Knicks
1: and Jets. And that's it. Chris, for me, man, the to a tolerable degree podcast uh, over there with my guys Fritz and Riley putting out. You know, we'll have weeks where we'll go without a pod, but we'll get two out the next week. About a about a pod a week on average on a two tolerable degree podcast, just any major sports news, NBA and NFL are favorites, but MLB, soccer, all that. We cover everything. And then check out the uh go check out the KFS Patreon, man. We we just launched on Patreon, expanding out there. If you somehow decide that after this podcast you want to hear me talk more about basketball, there is a tier of KFS Patreon membership that will give you access to a a once-a-month Knicks town hall that I get to be a part of. And there are going to be – I think the tier below that gives you access to a weekly additional pod that I'll be hopping on every once in a bit to talk about some non-Knicks but NBA – topics with John and the guys, Jeremy and Andrew, of course. So yeah, check out the KFS Patreon, check out the to a tolerable degree podcast, and go on Apple Podcasts and rate the nick State of Mind podcast five stars um, is my final <laughs> shout out.
0: Appreciate that. Thank you. And I was gonna say that too. Rate us it takes and two subscribe. seconds man. Rate and subscribe. And follow Danny Small on Twitter. Follow Matt Costillo on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to be posting a lot of new content, some TV content. I already spoiled my David Griffin content that I have coming out.
1: I'm ready, man. That's
0: going to be coming out soon. Yeah. And uh, like Alex said, I'm happy to be joining the Knicks Fan TV family. And I'm working on some off-season stuff for them. And I can't wait to work on that. So look out for us on Twitter and appreciate everybody for listening.